Hi, this is Matt Kempel, co-owner of Milwaukee's premier live comedy spot, The Laughing Tap, and founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. I hope everyone is ready for a great show tonight. Make sure you have turned off your electronic devices and keep talking to others in your group to a minimum. With that, I'd like to bring on tonight's headliners, Jim Martin and Chris Beyer. It's season six of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin. With my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. Chris, Hi, Jim. how's it going? Good, good. Good, good. Second one this evening. Second one tonight, yep, yep. The first one we talked, uh, well, we talked to Dwayne for a while, and uh, now we're going to talk to our next guest, who I'm going to introduce. I have a, a little interesting way that, uh, that we had um, to connect with her. So uh, my dad, back when I was young, would tell me stories about his, his one of his good friends, Don, that they would soup up all these cars and do all this stuff. And, uh, and I ended up staying with Don and his wife, Linda, a couple times, and, and I knew their kids and everything. And it turns out that Don is the brother of longtime Milwaukee DJ Marilyn Mee. And so she is our guest today. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. And you know, I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about going to Florida to visit my brother and, and sister-in-law when they, when they left Milwaukee was I was not... Marilyn Me radio person down there. Uh-huh. I was Donnie Me's little sister, oh, and I just oh, <laughs> right. I, yep. that still just tugs at my heart. I just used to love that. Yeah. Oh, it's Donnie's little sister. You yeah. know, yeah. A, a couple things here. Now she answered one before we started podcasting. I'll ask it again here. I just assume Marilyn Me was like a stage name, but Me is your actual name. No, and you know it's so funny, Chris, because I remember the very, very, very first time I was ever on the air saying to the program director of the radio station, well, don't I need to, like, make up a name or something? <laughs> yeah. And he said, no, no, you don't want to do that. Number one, you've got a good name for radio. You know, it's kind of got a ring to it. And and just think, you know, you grew up here. People are going to, people you went to kindergarten with are going to hear your name and think, ah, oh, hey, I know her, and which... I mean, it was such a self-serving thing for them to say because sure. it's like, well, yeah, she grew up, hometown girl, you know, right. that always looked good and sounded good in radio. Yeah, I regretted that. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I wish I would have yeah. made I'll, up I'll a say this. I mean, it, it is a good name. It's, it's M-E-E. It's M-E-E's Irish. Yeah. So why the regret? Just because once, once the internet was there... It would. It just became so easy for people to find you. Loss of anonymity. Yeah, it total loss. And I have to say, at the very beginning, when I was first on the air, I had no designs on being a disc jockey. Right. Yeah. I had no plans to be an on-air personality, so I thought, well, I guess you know, yeah, for now, I this is okay, and you know, maybe I'll. I, I I just wasn't that worried about it, right. but in this day and age, it, like no, 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 I would yeah, never right. use my real name. Right. And the other thing I was going to say as an intro to the this podcast and next week's podcast is, I wasn't a radio, radio listener. Your name meant something to me. I've heard it, Aww, but I did you. not listen to radio that much. Uh, most mm. of people did. We talked about Bob and Brian, all these different names, Steve Palak, all these people that are big names in Milwaukee radio. I didn't listen to radio other than maybe the Brewers game. So some of today's podcast 
is going to be me reliving, you know, learning some of the history of Milwaukee oh, good. Radio. So oh, good. So let's start in the beginning. You said you started in Milwaukee Radio late 70s, but not on air. Yeah. Back in, and I don't even know if you guys are old enough to know what kind of a big deal this was. Back in the late 70s, do you remember the actress Farrah Fawcett? Oh, yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And guys had the poster up and mm-hmm. her in the red swimming suit. Well, WISN Radio, and this was way back, this is when they were still a music, you know, pop station in Milwaukee. They had Charlie Hansen and Shaky on in the morning, and they played music during the day, and great jock lineup there. They, at the height of the Farrah Fawcett was super popular, they had a Farrah Fawcett lookalike contest. Okay. And somebody in my family entered my picture into the contest and because back in those days it was radio 1130 wisn yes they picked 11 girls to be the finalists in the fair faucet contest and they supplied everybody with the same red catalina brand bathing suit that fair foster wore in her poster and they found the uh, kind of rug thing that put behind them, <laughs> and they had a professional photographer take pictures of the um, based on the photos of the eleven girls who were the finalists, and I was one of those finalists. Oh, okay. And they paraded us through Southridge Mall, which, when I think about it now, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe yeah. I let somebody talk me into doing right. that. I was going to be so sort of, humiliating. I was going to be sort of the it's sexist male and say, as they should, parade <laughs> you around. It's, it's humiliating in retrospect. By the time you're excited by oh, it, well, no, no, I, no, I was just, I was just nervous, <laughs> okay. and there was, but. And there were a lot of people there. But like this was a, gonna yeah. be the big final, you know, and everybody walk across the stage mm-hmm. and I don't think we had to talk or anything. I mm-hmm. think that wasn't important. I think it just mattered <laughs> what we looked like in the red bathing suit. So I did not but we spent a lot of time with the people from the radio station, you know, and getting ready. And mm-hmm. we talked to them a lot. And, and there was a guy named Tom Spurtell was the like creative services director there at the time. And uh, and I did not win the contest. <laughs> if you saw the pictures, you'd be like, yeah, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't win the contest. However, uh, Tom Spertel, the creative services director, it took a few of us uh, aside throughout this day that we spent with them and said, would you be interested in working for the radio station part-time? You know, it's just some of our events that we do, or, you know, golf outings, state fair, mm-hmm. whatever. This is, remember, pre-Summerfest. And... And the other girls were like, I think all they cared about was winning the contest. And me, I was like, yes, because I was at UWM at the time, had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, zero idea what I wanted to do. And he said, and so... I was all about it. I couldn't, mm. once he said that, like, I couldn't care less about that I'm in. contest. I'm in, yeah. I just wanted to go and work at that radio station. I didn't care if they brought me in there to wash floors. And, I thought yeah. the whole idea, and you guys remember, like, my mom was a diehard WISN radio fan. Ooh. Like, that was the radio station that was on in our house every morning, was Radio 1130 WISN. She loved Charlie and Shaky at the morning show. And, <laughs> So um, I 
like, you know, right away, I was on the phone that next Monday, and I really wanted to do this, and they right. had me come, you know, okay, well, you know, we've got some, some, you know, now, I'm thinking to my, I've, in hindsight, I'm sure they thought to themselves, well, here we go. We'll have eleven really. We'll have, we'll have these eleven nice looking blondes, and right. you know we can probably get some of them to show up at some of our stuff, and right. sure. that'll be promotions. Good and, and, oh yeah! yeah. Right. And then you became a stalker. And, well, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But I. And I even said to them, because, well, and it wasn't really a lie. It was just a tiny bit of what I was like, you know, this is such a coincidence because I'm a mass comm major at UWM, which I wasn't. But I'm like, okay, I can quick change some classes. Sure. um, So this was, you had no inkling of being in radio until this guy said this. Never thought about it. Never, ever, ever, ever in my life once listened to the radio and, and I listened because I spent a lot of summers in Lake Geneva at my grandma's. I listened to a lot of great Chicago radio yeah. in the summer when I was a kid. Never once thought to myself, gosh, I think I could do that. Or that would be an interesting industry to be a part of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I swear this part of the story is just is absolutely true. So they had me come to the radio station because I you know, had to fill out some you know, W-2 or paperwork, something. And I am not kidding you. I pulled into that parking lot. I walked into the door of the radio station and it was like the clouds parted and the angels sang. And you knew. I knew that that I was home. I knew I had found my people. I knew I had found my place. Now, mind you, it wasn't like I want to be a disc jockey, anything like that. I just knew this was the place I what I was supposed to be and I wanted to be. Yeah. And that was all she wrote. Yeah, I that, never worked yeah. anywhere else except a radio station after that. And wow. you know, for so That's many cool. people that doesn't happen. You no. know, they, they I know. For that thing. Right. Well, and I tell that's why over the years, you know, all my friends who have kids, I don't have kids, but friends who have kids, I have always said, don't worry, don't freak out that you don't know what you want to do because mm-hmm. you just never know. And it sounds a little cliche, I know, but you just never know where life's going to take you. Right. And had mm-hmm. I not been in that ridiculous contest, mm-hmm. and there's actually a friend of mine from high school, Jack Eigel, who lives actually close to your office here, mm-hmm. Chris, mm-hmm. who still has, I think might still have the post, a copy of the poster hanging. Um, but um, there... <laughs> I seriously, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't care what I did. I just wanted to work there. So I did. I got to work like special events, like they said. You know, I remember being at State Fair and, um, you know, and and then, but clearly I was going above and beyond and I made it very obvious to them that I really liked them and I liked being a part of them, and the more I did that, like I don't think there was even any other girls from the contest I, who were. I feel a it part right now. It. I feel yeah. that you'd work there right now if right. you walked in the door. So WI said now is a talk station. They right. didn't have talk stations back then. Right. What Correct. kind of station was it? A little music. It, it, little... it was. It was all music. I mean, it was. It was what we called back then a top forty station. Okay. okay you know, sure. it was an adult contemporary station. It played. Pop tunes, nothing heavy, but it was music all day. They had a great on-air lineup, you know, those, you know, real super high-energy kind of DJs that you now only hear in probably old movies. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you were behind the scenes for a while. And very behind the scenes, yes. I did, um, I worked in the creative services area for events and stuff, and then eventually... And I spent so much time there, 
And I, I mean, I would come there to study and do my homework. And <laughs> I, if I had an excuse and there was an there was a desk, I would be there. Yeah. I would be. I was walking around to other departments. What do you? Who are you? What do you do? I was a blonde sponge in there. Just, I just wanted to learn everything, and never stopping to think to myself like, you know, you were like basically hired to be arm candy girl. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right, right. it was. I really wanted to learn that yeah. business. And everybody's parents listened to that radio station. It was kind of, you know, Charlie and Shaky were then what Bob and Brian are now. Mm, you know, okay. something happened. A guy named Captain Al Basting. I've heard that name, yeah. Because he was part of Wauwatosa Police Department. And he did, uh, he did uh, traffic. He did the yeah. traffic, he was yes. A helicopter, maybe? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think he was ever anyway, in a helicopter yeah. <laughs> unless it was DJ Steve York in the background making helicopter noises. Yeah. But I... I believe he had like taken ill and or needed to take some time off for whatever reason and um they needed somebody to like quick fill in we have nobody to do the traffic reports right and they showed and i i'll do it you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah. i'll do anything right. <laughs> and it was and you have to keep in mind too this was such a fun place to be because not only was it WISN radio in that building, but it was also, they turned WISN FM, which had been like an elevator music station, mm-hmm. beautiful, they called it beautiful music. Mm-hmm. They flipped that format to rock, and that was, was that 97 WLPX. 97 and oh, so now, not only am I at this with these really nice WISN people, and they were all just lovely. They were so right. good. And you're great newsroom i mean i i learned a lot of good journalism in that building right. i really did it wasn't just you know all fun and woot. it was like i really learned a lot in that building and that's on well street it was yes 19th and wells right. and so then now we also have half a building full of like these Rocker. insane rock people <laughs> and you know and playing all this great rock music which yeah. you know that was my jam obviously yeah. and well, did they, they have to ask you to do it or did, did you ask them i want to be on the uh, the fm they side? Uh, you know, I never asked. I never wanted to be on the air. I was just so mm. happy working with these people mm. every day. And when, in fact, when there was a full-time opening, it was to be the traffic and continuity director for WLPX Radio. And that traffic and continuity, for anybody who doesn't know, is the scheduling and handling of all commercial matter okay. that's traffic so when you say traffic i don't mean traffic reports right. so car traffic, traffic although that was reports, the very first yeah. thing i did when my very first my little on-air performance very confusing. yeah um, use the same yes. terminology does weather mean more than one thing no yeah. only traffic <laughs> okay just... o- only traffic okay okay yeah weather always means the same only right. traffic has two meanings so <laughs> the traffic continuity department had a full-time opening and it was the being the wlpx traffic and continuity person, okay. meaning you get to work with Terry Jeffords, who was like the coolest guy on the planet, who was the sales manager. They sort of took advantage, not in a bad way, but they took advantage of the fact that I loved going out at two events, concerts, car shows, the, uh, the races at Slinger, I, any b- baseball games, anything. I loved going out to these events and they knew I'd always be the one to say, sure, I can go, I'll help. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it was wearing a costume, you know, the, the mascot costume mm-hmm. or, you know, by playing Nurse Zucchini to 
Dr. Sausage I, at a at a club someplace. Mm-hmm. It, I was always happy to go and do things. I didn't care if I got paid to do it. I just mm-hmm. wanted to go and do it because yeah. it was fun, fun and right. they were fun people. Mm-hmm. And they did do it was it was it was like almost as bad as resurrecting the Farah thing. Is they did do a photo poster. Mm-hmm of me in an LPX shirt and handed those out oh, for okay. free at appearances. So, you're the LPX so I did girl. even though okay. I wasn't on the air, I did spend a couple of years as the WLPX poster girl. Oh. Nice. So So that was LPX that they were there for X amount of years. How many years were you? LPX amount of years. Oh, I can uh, never so, remember. The yeah. years kind of run into each other yeah. for yeah. me. But it was they were they stayed on the air into the into the eighties, you yeah. know, well into the well into the 80s right. and then that's when i really became an on air person is when wlpx flip formats they became b97 okay. kind of like right. akin to like that's what right. kiss fm is you right. know it yeah. was it was a kiss right. kind of a you know top 40 format yeah. sort of you, challenged kti sort of right wasn't it yeah KTI they were the, poppy, they would have been right? the big competition mm-hmm. you know because that was back in the reitman and miller right. were starting to lips labelle yeah, yeah, yeah those guys yeah. were all starting to like really hold a spot in milwaukee radio and when the new boss came in flipped the format to wl from wlpx rock to b97 the top 40 station mm-hmm. He had heard me like doing the traffic reports, and we just kind of gotten to know each other in the building. And he knew my work ethic and my mm-hmm. work attitude and my passion for radio, right. and said, "I would like to make you part of this new B ninety seven morning show. Would you want to do that?" Sure. And so I okay. became one of the two. We had two news readers, mm-hmm. and I became one of those. And I just say news reporter is like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bit yeah. of a stretch. You weren't out in the field beating the bushes. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. You, you, were, you didn't right. go where the hurricanes were and stand <laughs> with the coat, you know, in the driving yeah, rain. No, no. no. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it was like, kind of, you know, and more to be one of the, you know, characters on the on sure. the show. So I started, I became part of the B97 morning show, which probably wasn't very good. <laughs> I don't know. The guy who is the host of the show, who is also the program director, was a hoot, and I loved hanging out with him, and I liked the other news guy, and I just loved the idea of going to work every day and having fun. That's yeah. Yeah. all I cared about. You've got me convinced. Right. Yeah, you, I'm going you, now. I'm going to... Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm convinced that this really was a passion of yours, yeah. and I think there's something about media... That brings us out in people. Oh, absolutely. We've had different people on that tell the same story. Uh, Steve Palak. Well, it's not yeah. the same story. Same story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Grayson. Same yeah. story. You know, yeah. they, they start, they say, I just want to, I just want to sweep floors, you know, and, yeah. and then it goes from there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever felt confident doing any of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I faked my way through that traffic and I faked my way through doing news. I was not a confident, oh, Shoot, I can do this. Anybody can do this. I no, it was so far from that. I'll give you a little hint. We all faking it. We're yeah. all faking it. We're, we're faking it right oh, now. Yeah, we're, faking we're faking it, it right now. Yeah. Your yeah. patients know that. <laughs> yeah. they, they, call it, they call it imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, Whenever right. I see imposter, I think he's an imposter. That's yes. the that's thing. Right. He's a, I know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. He's the imposter. He doesn't know. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. imposter. And syndrome. that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what it was. Yeah. 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 I never thought I was good at it until. 
another radio station called me and said, would you be interested in coming to work for us and being part of our morning show? Mm, And ironically, Mm -hmm. again, uh, that was Magic 96.5, which is what KLH was be, right. you know which eventually became, became i mean it was wkl at the time but it was magic 96.5 and that became the classic yeah. rock station let me mm-hmm. let me uh, ask a question i might go back and go forward yeah. at the same time which is ownership of these stations has it gone from local to national has that been kind of the the trend oh, oh can you hear my heart breaking yeah. when you <laughs> first started out yeah. these were probably local concerns uh at that time in radio, I never thought about that. I never thought about, well, is this they owned by Hearst or by Bonneville or you never, we never thought about that because there were still so many mom and pop radio stations mm-hmm. all over the country. Right. I mean, you know, I could go into a whole tirade about how I think deregulation ruined radio, but it was, it, it, Hearst Corporation mm-hmm. owned WISN and WLPX radio back in the days that I was working there. Mm-hmm. Hearst eventually got rid of, uh, unloaded all the radio stations and they just kept TV stations. Back in those days, I think because radio was still such a, a vital part of mm-hmm. people's lives. It was, well, except for yours, because you were some geek who was not listening to Radio Chris, sorry. But um, there was radio, there there wasn't anything else. It was TV and radio, unless you had a tape deck in your car, you know? That's all there was. So radio was still so vital and so much a part of the fabric of the community that you didn't have those kind of business concerns as far as, you know, well... What are the shareholders like that I'm going to be answering right. to here or oh, there sure. or whatever? It was so right. different then. And the, and so many small companies, you know, nice smaller size companies might own, you know, handful of radio stations. Mm-hmm. That was very, very common. Like I said, it's a lot of mom and pop radio stations. And that was before the big companies just started sucking them all up. Right, right. You talked about how stations get blown up. You know, they go from rock to country to this right. to that. What's it like when you sense that they're about to blow up a radio station? When are, are they, oh, are wait, they a minute, track, wait a minute! Are they tracking uh, the numbers? Yeah. Are they? Wait, are they? You and, know, and and then my question is, do you have a sense? Because as a listener, there's been many times where I turn on a radio, like, did I turn on the wrong? I would say that back then, it. <clears throat> It was more obvious it was going to happen. You know, like okay. I remember when WLPX flipped to mm. B97. Yeah. And we everybody knew it was coming. And mm. management there was actually really cool about it and took right. everyone aside and yeah. said, listen, you got to keep this quiet. Right. But here's what the plan is. Here's what's going to be going down. And again, pre-internet days, mm. you know, who are you right. going to leak it to? Yeah. You know? right. Meg writing at the journals. And, and yeah. is it largely yeah. because of ratings or are they like preemptive? It's always, no, it, it's it's always money. It's, it's mm-hmm. everything is yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, rating, it, it's, you know, the radio station's not making enough money. What format can we do that's going to be cheaper to put on the air so we can make more money? That's yeah. all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you yeah. been part of a flip ever where it was, was ill timed or they flipped and it was even worse when they flipped? Mm, or is there always a honey, I never have because I've stayed 
in the same place for, you know, I was, I, I didn't move around to other radio stations. I know so many people have horror stories about, you know, packing up and moving their family Oh. across the country Ooh. and have the radio station suddenly the radio station is sold and the formats flipped four months after they got there yeah yeah, yeah. too yeah, bad it oh. reminds me a little bit again me not being a big radio listener for a short period of time when i only had a couple stations when i was in college i started watching soap operas only thing on and all of a sudden there'd be that point where they pause this thing, the screen, and they say the part of so and so is now yeah, being played by so and so. Yes, and you're like, what? Yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're watching this guy's this guy, and and that's got to give you that feel. A radio station, you turn the channel, and it's gone from rock to country. Oh, it's terrible. You think what the heck? Well, terrible feeling. Very very quick story sure. about that. When WISN FM, which like I said, beautiful music station, yeah. got to remember everybody's grandma and grandpa was listening to this. Oh, yes. Suddenly one day flipped to being a rock station. Oh, you know, like like active, you know, <laughs> right, right. today's rock, rock station to go out and compete against QFM was mm-hmm. their whole thing. We're going to put a rock station on the air and we're going to beat QFM. And they did. They yeah, put QFM they off, took them off the map. And they, and they were going to flip it on, the, it was the day after christmas that they were flipping it right. and it happened to be a sunday and or no it was a saturday and they said marilyn hey would you like some extra hours this week <laughs> we need somebody to come in and be at the switchboard the day after phone. christmas right, right. and i spent uh. <laughs> the entire day taking irate phone calls from everybody's grandma and grandpa oh, yeah. calling to, What's this devil music you're oh, playing? You and oh my gosh, I had no nobody else would have ever have taken that yeah. that job. Yeah. And but yeah, you, always, they, you they, always had your hand up. Yeah, but I always had my hand you up said, yeah. for abuse. I'll take it. Sure, so I'll do it. With this half, we talked about Marilyn Mee's rise from uh, from poster girl to uh, getting behind the scenes. <laughs> so humiliating behind, now, and I, uh, I, I may behind, end up regretting that I ever brought that up. Behind, <laughs> behind the scenes at radio stations to the point where she was good enough that she got headhunted and she realized <laughs> yeah. that, hey, I might be good Ooh, at this. there's yeah. one other person out yeah. there and who s- thinks I'm not horrible. Yeah, so for the second half, we're going to get on uh, to more of her on-air personality. Mary Lamie, Milwaukee's uh, one of uh, the more famous people in Milwaukee radio here for the last 40 few decades. I yeah. used to, yeah, I told the, I switched phone carriers today and I said, you think kids don't know. I used to be really important. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll leave it at that. We'll take a little bit of a break okay. and we'll come back next week. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we continue our conversation with legendary Milwaukee DJ Marilyn Mead. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.